welcome back to another episode of Queendom Talks. This is your host, Kenya B. As you know, this is our safe place to discuss all of the things that we experience in our queendoms. We won't always agree, but we will laugh, cry, and grow together. Thank you all for joining me again for another episode. Um, I'm really excited about this episode. I have my friend, my brother. Um, he's a reality star now. You know, <laughs> he's he famous. Uh, uh, I had the, I've had the pleasure of working with him behind the scenes. I've even had the pleasure of representing him in several investment real estate deals. You know, this is my brother. So I'm really happy to have my brother Chris with us today from Ready to Love. Hey, Chris. Hey, sis. How you How you doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah. How are you? I'm, do, I'm doing great. When you called me, it didn't matter what it was. It was a yes. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. And that's exactly what it was. That's the mm-hmm. energy. Uh, one of the things I like to do with everybody before mm-hmm. we get started, I always want to know. I want, I want to check in with you. How okay. are you doing mentally? emotionally and spiritually wow that's a great question and, and thank you for asking me that um i feel good you know what i'm saying you know yeah. how you like you feel that good things are coming for you yeah right? yeah in the midst of whatever adversity or whatever's going on right there in front of you it's like you just see the other side yeah you know and so that the the attraction of the other side making like the storms right now just feel like a little raindrop. You like okay with it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can handle it. So you're good mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally. Yeah. How are your emotions? Where are you at? Man, emotions? My, my emotions are all over the place. You know, like I have, I'm, I would say I'm more of an empath. You're like that as well, too. Mm-hmm. Where you can just feel <laughs> emotions and feel other people. And you're like, man, you know, so it's it's heavy, but it's okay because, yeah. you know, it, it, it's things going to work itself out. Mm, I want to get. Good. I want to come back to that. Okay. But before I do, how are you spiritually? Spiritually is good. I'm actually getting a lot better because I'm doing more of my. I'm praying a lot more because you know sometimes even when you're in a room and you're trying to talk to guys, you might feel guilty or embarrassed. I yes. don't know what to yeah. say, and yeah. so you just got to. My sister always told me just have a general conversation, just yeah. like how we're talking now. Yeah. You know, so spirit. Excuse me. So spiritually, I'm getting stronger. Back when I was when I was younger, it's crazy. When I was younger, I was I, mean, I was strong. With yeah, it, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> so, yeah. good. Now you said as an empath, you feel your emotions are everywhere because you mm-hmm. feel so much. Mm-hmm. How do you decompress? Oh, that's a good one. So, how do you release? I would say I find my alone time. Like I listen to music. Like I feel that's another way to talk to your soul mm-hmm. is by tunes, beats, melodies, and all those things. So I always try to find those things that I like. Like, I love Afrobeats. You know, I don't have to know the word, but it's high energy and it's a feel-good music. The vibrations. You know? Yes, yes, the <laughs> vibrations. So I would say that. And um, speaking to loved ones like yourself, my sister, my best friend, um, people I know that genuinely love me. So spending that time, I think that's what helps. Is like how I manage my time. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, I'm really <laughs> proud of you, Chris. Thank I am you. so thankful. I mean, I know you've been busy. Yeah. I know you've been running. <laughs> yeah. You are a celebrity. You know, you are a celebrity <laughs> now. You know, everybody wants your time. How are you juggling and managing it? Oh, well, um, I'm really trying to learn how to use a calendar now. Okay. You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You just not picking up phones in. Yeah. You know, because you, you call me. You yeah. know, that's the that's my biggest thing. If somebody needs me, just call me, text me mm-hmm. or whatnot. So I'm just trying my best to get more organized because it's too many things that's pulling. And then you got to realize, okay, what's for me? What aligns with me? That's right. You know, what's going to help my purpose? You know, so that's why I'm trying to 
that's the only way I can organize it and make it work for myself. Do y'all hear my brother in here talking, right? Talking about <laughs> in alignment. What's my purpose? You're being intentional mm-hmm. about everything that you do. Yeah. That's good. I have to be. What made you do ready to wait before we? Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Ooh, let's wait before we get into that. <laughs> okay. For people who don't know you, who mm-hmm. hasn't been as privileged to be in your company, to mm-hmm. be around you, and outside of what people have seen on Ready mm-hmm. to Love on the show, mm-hmm. who would you say you are? If someone said, "Hey, do you know Chris?" or "Tell mm-hmm. me about Chris," who who is Chris? Who is How Chris? would you describe yourself? I would say. Chris is a very passionate individual. Chris is uh, a bona fide winner. Uh, Chris is a lover. He's compassionate. Chris has a lot of integrity. You know, uh, Chris, when he has his mind set on something, there's only one outcome, and that's just the the resolution to win, you know, to accomplish that. I think uh, Chris is a very driven individual. Um, He's humble. Um, So I can... I can be homeless or I can be in a mansion, and I'm going to still have the same smile on my face. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I would say if someone was to describe me, you know, I think that's what it would be. If the, Chris would probably be the best friend that you ain't never had yet, mm. you know, so. How did you get that? Like, all of the characteristics you just speak, said, mm-hmm. you spoke on integrity, you mm-hmm. spoke on love. Mm-hmm. What made you that way? What was your Ooh. foundation? How did you get, how did that become Chris? yeah. I, w- I would say a lot of it came from when I was younger, when because I, I, I was raised in Africa, in Nigeria. So I remember the hardships and the things that I endured as a child. So when I come over here in America, this is a piece of cake. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I've heard that before. It's a piece of, this This ain't the jungle. Yeah. You know, this This is This is totally different. This is, this is marshmallows compared yeah. to Africa. You know, so when I come here, and it's easy for me to dominate. You know, because my mind is wired differently, right? And then the compassion part, because if it weren't for my mother, I'd be a whole savage out here. <laughs> so she she taught me that soft side, right? Yeah. And so that's a bigger influence. So I know how to tap into it. You know, if it's in business, I'm a savage. That's just what it is. I'm I'm a go for it. You know. But when it comes to my friendship and love and relationship, you know, I'm 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 a big old teddy bear. You know, yeah. filled with love inside. It stuffed me with hearts. You know. Yeah. So that's what it is. And then it's like even, you know, God rest her soul, my mother passing, it almost freed me up because now it's nothing can tell me otherwise. Yeah. Nothing. You know, that's really? the only woman that will tell me don't do something and I ain't going to do it. And that's yeah. all on me. So it's like I'm going to I'm govern myself outside of God on this earth is me. Mm. You know, so I think that's what keep me where I'm at. And that's what keep me joyous because people don't see what that other side looks like. But you've been there. Oh, I've been. Yes. How long did you yes. live in Africa? How old um, were you when you moved over here? I was, I think, seven or eight. Wow. You know, so as a child, I saw some things that grown men ain't never seen before. Hmm. You know, so so therefore, it strengthens me. You know, so I, I, don't, I don't fear nothing. Like, I don't. You know, um, I'm cautious of things and I prepare for things. You know, and that's why sometimes you might see me joking or whatever, but... You're ready. Yeah. You stay on ready. <laughs> <laughs> you stay on ready. Yeah, yeah. Don't let this mouth fool you. Yeah, don't, don't. Let it don't fool you. Yeah, you ready. Well, that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So, why did you decide to go on Ready to Love? Ooh, good question. Um, I always say it was my, my brother and my daughter. Those are the okay. two main deciding factors. Um, 
Because initially, I'm like, man, I'm not going on a reality show. You know, these people aren't here for love, this and that. And so my brother said, well, take a chance. You know, you're at the point where this is what you want and this is what you need. Uh -huh. So this might be an avenue for you to find it. And then I asked my daughter, hey, you okay if daddy go on the show? I might be on TV. She's like, well, those people might be mean to you. I'm like, nah, you know. She's like, well, go ahead. I think you should, dad. You know, and so those two people, I'm like, okay, if they got me, you know, I'm going to do it. You wow. know, and, um, and I'm, I'm glad I did. You are glad yeah. you did. How old is your daughter? She's uh, 11. She'll be 12 in October. And yeah. you asked her? I asked her. That's my heart. Wait yeah. a minute. What's, it, what's your baby's birthday? Uh, July. It's uh, October 10th. That's right. 10-10. Yeah. I knew she was a 10-10 <laughs> baby. Ten. That's my birthday. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So you got, you. they said they pushed you and told you to go. Mm-hmm. Are you or were you, not to give away the show, mm -hmm. sincerely looking for love or were you ready for love? Yes, ab absolutely. Both of them? Yeah. You're ready for absolutely. it and looking for it. And looking for it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, both of them. And I can tell you why when you're ready. Uh, tell me. <laughs> I, I want to know. Uh, okay, so before before you tell me why, what does ready for love mean to you? Mm. What When somebody say, hey, I'm ready for love, what does that even mean? What does that mean to Chris? Mm, I, I feel... Being ready for love is pretty much like, okay, I don't fill up my tank and now I'm finna, I'm finna drive, mm. right? Because when you got that full gas, that full tank, you feeling good. Yeah. You know, your, your couple <laughs> days, you don't get there. <laughs> you know, you ready. You know, I wasn't yeah. on E. So I, I had so many things that was filling me up with joy and happiness. You know, the biggest part was getting my finances in order, right? Mm -hmm. And, and that, it's my answer, both of them at the same time, because I knew that's what hindered me in the past is that I was work, 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 work. You know, I'm still a workhorse now. But I was working on survival mode. Now I'm working to secure my my kingdom, you know, for my woman. I'm pre I'm prepared for that, you mm -hmm. know, because I always tell guys if if you if your finances aren't right, you shouldn't be dating, you know. You period. stand on it. I stand on it. If you broke, yeah. you don't need to be dating. Yeah. And you sure don't need to be dating my sister, my niece, my friend, my whoever, nobody, nobody, yeah. no woman in my life, you know, um, because that's important. You know, and it's not, you don't have to be a multimillionaire, but you have to be able to provide for yourself and your family, you know, so that's important. What got you to that point? Is that something you had to learn the hard way, or is that mm -hmm. something that was instilled in you, like one of your core principles? Yeah, I, I would say um, it was instilled in me, you know, and, and I'm a risk taker, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a gamble. Yeah. I'm a gamble because I, this is my life. I'm, I'm a YOLO, you yeah. know, so <laughs> when it came to business, lots of ups and downs. You know, with that. So now I've gotten to a point where I found my calling. You know, before this, people don't know I was an engineer for seven years. Mm. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, okay. I didn't know didn't that. Didn't know that. Yeah. You know, but I worked with multiple oil and gas companies, and I was the best at that company. Proudly and humbly to say that. You know, in every company, only way I'm going to be there if I'm going to be the best there. You know, period. That's your, we're going to get to that. Okay. Because I've seen that. Just how you move. We've done business together mm -hmm. on both sides of the mm -hmm. deal. We've done business together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know you and I watch you and I see how you attack everything that you do. Yes. So we're going to get to that. <laughs> do you? Yeah, we're going to get to that. Okay. So um, you're ready for love because you say so financially you're ready. Mm hmm. Where are you, are you nope. ready emotionally? Are you ready spiritually? Ooh, I'm, good question. Yeah, good question. How, yeah. What makes Chris ready? Like ready is just finances to you? 
Mm. So I would say I'm ready financially. I'm ready emotionally. Like I would talk about spirituality, I'm getting back stronger than how I was. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Like I'm yearning that relationship. Yeah. And and it's getting better, right? Yeah. And so and that's gonna be something that because you gotta have that when you're coming into a partnership in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And keyword partnership. I don't want no dictatorship. I don't want no slave. Don't I don't want none it. of that. <laughs> Let them know, Chris. Let yeah. them know that narrative is not true. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not. So um that's what makes me ready. And then it's like the excitement of it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So in my mind, it's like my woman, I want us to be able, you know, she'd be like, hey, honey, let's go to Italy tomorrow. Okay, let's go. Or, hey, honey, let's go out to the backyard and camp out tonight. Either way, you I ready? just want that freedom of, like, me and my person, and we're just enjoying life, going through this journey together. That's it. And just being our little bubble. So what has been your examples of love? Mm, like, yeah. what have you seen love? Where have you mm-hmm. seen love? What does love even look like to you? So, um, man, you made me, I almost, I almost got a little emotional because I thought about my godfather, you know, Carl Bright. So it's mm-hmm. my, my best friend's father is my godfather. Mm-hmm. So the way him and my mom, his wife, Candy, like coexist, that's love. Like it's unconditional. So I, I've seen it firsthand. So when people say, okay, well, you didn't know your dad, but I have a, a, someone that symbolizes that in my life. So he is my father. So seeing that, shows me what love looks like. What did it look you know, I mean what seeing what though? Seeing how he he takes care of her, how she takes care of him. Um they don't waver. They don't even look left or right. They looking straight at each other. You know, and it, and I've seen them in the ups and downs, adversity. So that's one of the things where I like, okay, I'm gonna pay off their house and thank glory be to God, that was one that was why I'm here. To yeah. make sure they can live the golden years like just 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 freely. Yeah. And so I would say initially that that when I think about love and relationship, that's what I want, like how my godparents are. So you yeah. do have that village or you have that mm-hmm. those men that can feed into you as a yes. man to say, okay, well, Chris, are you ready? They can mm-hmm. pull you by your coattails. You had that example of what yeah. love looks like. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that. Now, I seen this, or I knew this, that your father passed, mm-hmm. sh- what, shortly before you were born? So, yeah, so I was born July 3rd. My father died July 2nd, mm-hmm. and then my mother's birthday was July 5th. So I was thinking about my mom, like, your husband died, and then next day you gave birth to your son, and then your birthday's coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, wow, what kind of, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. That's, <laughs> that's a, a lot. lot. So I never knew him. Um so it's like I've never had a moment to be even be sad about it. It's kind of, I don't know how that sounds, but um, if I was to lose my godfather, that would be devastating to me because I, he's tangible. But, I, I mean, I, I know the the stories of my father. I know his, my birthright. You know, he was the first son of the king. So I know my lineage. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that I'm grateful for. You know, his meekness, I feel that's where I get that from. That's why everyone tells me. You know, my 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 resilient savageness, I get that from my mom. Yeah. You know, she really she went, Yeah. That's mm-hmm. funny you said that, but we go mm-hmm. ahead. I, I get that from her because when we came back to America, like I I would go with her, we were we were walking miles to the store. I just thought we were just out hanging out. I yeah. didn't realize it until later on. Like we were, we were sleeping in these places and, and and that's a whole nother story, you know, that I can get into later because my once my father passed, they treated my mom horribly. You see what I'm saying? So I, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that firsthand mm-hmm. from a different perspective. My dad, okay, my dad was a pastor. Mm. 
and the church switched up. Yep. So you know exactly so what I'm I talking about. I know how it is to have a man in leadership mm-hmm. and everybody, everybody is team, yes. team him. And whatever team he got him, going on. Family. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then when he disappears, the family is there and everybody kind of like, oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I can relate to mm-hmm. that. So how many kids did your mom have? My mom had four kids. Time. Four kids, yeah. So it was her trying to figure out how. Figure it to, out. And she had, she made sure all of you made it back over mm-hmm. to America. Yep. Mm. Absolutely. You know, and that's that's why I'm I'm so aggressive and I have to go back to Africa and take what's mine. You know, that's that's my village. You know, and they can't do nothing about it. Mm. But give it so to you me. let them know that you're you're still present. Oh, they, they you, know. You're, you're still very they know, active. Yeah. So my uncles and everything, because uh, my father had uh, a lot of brothers as well. And so it wasn't even like, and I have an older brother, you know, so we, we know our roles in our community, you know, and then now when I come of age, like I'm here now, you know, so, so therefore that's why when I look at this, it's so much in my mind and so much that I have to take care of and things I'm responsible for. So the small things don't mean nothing to me, you know, know the weight and the responsibility that you really have. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. more than just TV and oh, yeah, shows. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> what you say? You have a whole village on your... Mm-hmm. So when people hear Compound, that... Yeah. Vi- okay, so living in America and being an American, mm-hmm. we hear village. And so we thinking huts. But what is it to you? Oh, man. So um, it's a community. Yeah, that's that's what I can look at it. And the huts that they got there... And killing us. <laughs> killing, killing us. Tell tell the people what it's really like. Tell the people what it's really Man, like. Man, it's um ain't nobody ain't too many people sat on a gold toilet before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can sit on a gold toilet there. Hmm. You can. You you really can. And um and it's so and we might get into some other stuff I'm we'll get into as far as like with servants and things of that. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that. Where it'll it'll make more sense. I think that was one of your questions coming up. <laughs> don't um, be trying to go ahead. I, I mean, and I know my sister now. Don't I know be my sister. To dictate my show, <laughs> but go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, well, no, wait, wait, just wait. Let's just slow it down. So, because <laughs> I want to know. You say, okay, Chris, how old are you? I'm forty. You're forty. Mm-hmm. How many serious relationships have you been in prior mm-hmm. to this? Prior to this, I would say probably three. Three serious relationships. I would relationships. say three bona fide serious. Because I'm a late bloomer. You know, I didn't really um, get to doing anything until really I got to college. Really? Mm-hmm. Everything. I was trying to wait till I get married. Like, all that. Heck, I broke up with my first girlfriend because she wanted to do the nasty. And I was like, uh-uh, I'm not <laughs> wait, doing Hold that. on, Chris. What she want to do? She want to do the nasty. <laughs> the hokey pokey. <laughs> Chris said she want And you was like, no. I was like, nah, uh-uh. You know, but when I got to college, it was a whole different ball game then. What was so different? You know, uh, college, I would say probably the freedom. And then it's like, all right, I'm here now. And um, and then that's when, shoot, our hell broke loose. Yeah, so, so and, then that, and, I'm, and I'm grateful for that because I got so much done in those short college years that were now it's like. You're not phased. You know, yeah. I've heard you say that. The confidence that you have now is not mm-hmm. the confidence that you had as a child. Mm-mm. Nope, not at all. Tell me about that. Where did it, where did that come from? Like, what caused you not to have that confidence as a child? Mm-hmm. And what was the switching point to where you was like, I'm Chris, I'm yeah. him. You know, yeah. I am the son of the kid. You know, where, where did that come from? I would from? say I didn't have the confidence coming in because my English was horrible. You know, my reading skills wasn't good. I was always a genius in math and science. That's just what it was, you know. Um, so coming here, 
I remember the kids would be like, oh, they go Jamaican kids. I'm like, I am not Jamaican. I am Nigerian. <laughs> I am African, you know? Yeah. So I remember those days growing up in school because kids would be cruel, right? Yeah. They were talking about me. I didn't know what they were talking about. I'm just smiling. <laughs> yeah. They, <that's laughs> you know, I didn't even, even know. And, um, and then I remember getting into a lot of fights. You know, I was in, in Oak Cliff. So I got mm. into in a lot of fights, and I never lost a fight, ever. And the reason was because I never got tired. It didn't care if that person was t- <laughs> taller, stronger. By the time we got through, he didn't want to go no more. You, you were you making know, tap out. Oh, it was a wrap. Like, it was just, it was just um, the savage in me, they wasn't used to that part. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that's where I know all battles is mental, regardless, right? And so I think that kept me, once that side came out, I didn't even know that side was in me, but I guess it was. Then I wasn't. Then I wasn't really getting picked on as I got a little bit older, and I just started seeing myself excelling more than the average in so many things. So naturally, the confidence started building and building mm-hmm. and building and building, right? And so then I'm like, okay, with great power come great responsibility. So then, even in the midst of dominating certain things, I didn't want anyone else to feel bad about losing to me because I like they just don't understand, mm-hmm. you know. So regardless of what it was, don't feel bad because you don't have that gear that I have in my mind, you know. And sometimes. I wouldn't want you to get that gear because what I went through to get that gear, I don't think you'll make through it. You survive. What did you go through, you know, Chris? Um, I'm just, I mean, in in Africa, there are a lot of things that happen that doesn't happen here, but it hardens you. You know, if it's, it's even I can show you some some things right here where I was a child and like the knife because that was their belief. So okay, explain certain, that. Okay, so you have a score on your chest. Mm-hmm. How did you get? Go ahead and so, show the camera so, so they can. So, see. so like here, and you will see it on my. It's a couple here. I got it on my shoulders as well because there were certain ideologies. Okay, this is protection. This is that because my grandfather was a very powerful person, you know, and I was his right hand. You know what I'm saying? And people feared my grandfather. He was a judge, jury, and executioner, and I'm as a child going with him. So you got to so think about that. So you had to see those things. <laughs> yeah. You had to see him make yeah. some decisions then, that yes. kids shouldn't have to. Kids shouldn't have to see. And then he said, Christopher, I do not fear. Do not be afraid. And I'm a kid, and this is my grandfather, so I got to, uh, you know, what am I going to do? So that's when I tell people, like, nah, things can get worse than what you, what you see. Yeah. You know? So so those things were, it, 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 it creates a switch in your head, right? And so I know what I'm capable of. You see what I'm saying? So that, if if, if it makes sense, I'm yeah. trying not to bombard you with so much no. at one time. But how, mm-hmm. my question would be, how did you learn how to turn that off, or how did you learn how to emotionally deal with that? Because mm-hmm. I've seen death firsthand as a kid, mm-hmm. and I know that that is not normal. That yeah, is not, not something that mm-hmm. a kid should be around. You shouldn't. Yeah. It does. It it, it snatches it your childhood. It, it snatches your yeah. childhood away from you. Yeah. But how did you deal with that? Like, um, I think I was numb to it. I remember, I remember one time coming from school. It was uh, me and my buddy was walking through the alley, and this dude shot the shot the person right. And my buddy was scared. I said, like, "It's okay. Don't be don't be afraid." And he was like, he looked at me like, what? "Yeah, yeah what, what's wrong with you? Why are yeah. you not afraid?" I'm like, yeah. I said, it's okay. It's okay. Come on, let's just go. You know. And knowing the two individuals, you know, and then club, you see something, you don't say nothing. That's just yeah. what it is, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I would say, but I learned the compassion side again from my mother. My mother, my sister, my oldest sister, so I know what loves feel like. And love feels way better than hate and anger. You know, so I gravitate more towards that. The happiness, the hugs, the walking, the 
all those things that, you know, that make you give you those good endorphins, you know. So mm-hmm. I heard you on an episode, mm-hmm. and I've heard you several times throughout this conversation speak of your mother. Mm-hmm. And I know on the episode, you got really emotional when you talked yeah, about I did. your mom. Yeah, I did. That's on baby. <laughs> <laughs> what did she mean to you, Chris? Like, what? Man. Okay, so let's talk about the episode. Okay. The episode, you and the young lady, Aries, is that her yeah, name? Aries, yeah. Aries. Y'all were sitting down talking. You had invited mm-hmm. her over to your home. Y'all had dinner. Yeah. And you told her something to the the, the effect that, hey, the way you are with your sons, the way mm-hmm. I see you with your sons, it yes. reminds me of how my mother was. And you got emotional. Yeah. Yeah. What specifically? Like, what is it? Was it a feeling? How she's nurturing? What about her, yeah. her interaction with her sons made you think of the, your mom. The thing about Aries, and I've known Aries for a minute, you know. Um, so you knew her I knew prior her, to the show. I knew her prior to the okay. show, but we're more socials and passing. Yeah. You know, um, when she when she talked about her son, she lights up. Mm-hmm. And I could, I could see that love, right? And so I was like, wow, you know, because that's how my mom was about me. And it's so ironic. There's nothing, even with me being emotional, like you see the comments like, oh, he's sensitive, mama's boy, blah, 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 all these things, he's crying, Aries, like, you know, I ain't care, that's my mama. Yeah. I'm crying from anybody, my yeah. mama, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You ain't, ain't gonna hurt my feelings, you calling me this because of somebody I love past, like, where's your parents at? Yeah. <laughs> you know? and so let me you see where you gonna be, you gonna be sick. Yeah. And you gonna be, that's, you know, God forbid, yeah. not wishing anything bad on yeah. anybody, but when you, when you, when the most important being leaves, leaves you, you know, how do you handle that? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so, like, when when Aries talk about her, her child and like, she smiles and she's nurturing and she's, she's been a wife two times and, and we talk about all these things, we can relate, we understand the dynamics of, you know, if, hey, if I date somebody, I'm a package deal. Yeah. You know, because yeah. the kids, you can't get rid of them. They, they <laughs> They're not forever. going nowhere. Yes. At all, yes. you know. Yeah. And so, and then... The the father of your child, the mother of your child, they're part of your life forever too. Yeah. You're gonna love them, cause so that's why it's so important. I was like, how are y'all relationship? Great. I'm the, me and Carmen's mom, great. I love her to death. Do anything for her, yeah. right? And so that's important because I don't understand how someone can have a child with someone and then they be at odds. It's easy. You know, I mean, I believe it, but then that means one of those individuals, it's not both of them, one of them don't understand what happened. Mm -hmm. They don't understand how important it is to have a functioning relationship. The importance of having, yes. Exactly, the the importance of that. You know, so for me, and I'm like, that's important. You know, and, and, and it's ironic because now, as you get older, you prefer a woman with a child. Do you? Yeah. You really do because you feel like okay they don't have they're not playing games at this point. But there are a lot of them that don't have a child that's not playing games, but they understand a sense of responsibility of another human. So you that's know. something you're looking for, like not I mean, necessarily or, you're looking or, for, but you see that as so. Yeah, that's a, a plus. One. That's not a negative to me. Really? Yeah, that's a mm. plus. Mm-hmm. So just her. I'm being... over five. You know, we good with that. Okay. You I, gonna I describe anything under no, five? I, just want, like, I want them to talk. I want to talk to them. I want to pour into them. Yeah. Um, you just got to. But fresh. you start. You you can pour into someone. I'm just young. saying that baby fresh out the oven. It's <laughs> something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that means y'all already just got done cooking yeah, not too long ago. Yeah. So. Somebody was in the kitchen. That, yes. That's yes, what I'm saying. That for that time frame. Yeah. So figure that out. Okay. You know, I'm sorry. Figure that out. Okay. Mm-hmm. But just the way she was with her with her yeah, sons, sons and talk and it warmed your heart. It oh made yeah. You, made, how long ago has it been since your mom passed away? 
Man, how probably, old were you? I was around 27, oh, wow. I believe. I think, yeah, 27, yeah. So did she get to see you achieve any of your success in your careers? She saw she saw some of it. She saw that lettuce, that because um, I played ball pro arena, then got on with the Titans, but I pe- tore my PCL. You know, Chris, you have, when I tell you, you, okay, first of all, you mm-hmm. have such a story. So, you, so just now, you've been an engineer. You mm-hmm. are an engineer. So mm-hmm. you play arena. Arena football. That's what took me to Shreveport. And yes. you made it to the Titans. Mm-hmm. But tore your what? My PCL. I didn't mm-hmm. play one game at all. Really? Because I hurt myself in an arena game in Houston. And then I tried to sneak to camp, and it didn't work out. They knew. Was, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you really do exceed in everything that you. Mm, I have to. You have. You feel like you have to? Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, like, what do you mean you have to? Um, I think about it like this. It's like even when I train, you know, whether it's martial arts, boxing, you know, archery, um, with guns or whatever, because I think in my mind, let's say my best friend or you, Buck or somebody, if y'all in a situation and y'all need me, so I got to be prepared in order to make sure y'all good. So that's just, I don't, that's I don't how know. you, that's how you approach every situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever feel tired? <clears throat> Um, I mean, mentally, mentally, because um, that can be draining having to stay prepared in a sense. I mean, you think about even like with pledging with fraternities, right? You know, and sororities. Um, I was, I was, I was a sweet (laughs) nuke. So I was the rock of my line. Right. Because if it gets too hard, I remember telling my LBs, I'll take it for you. You know what I'm saying? If it gets too hard, I got you. You know, so that was, that's just what I know. You know, so it sounds like another attribute that you haven't that we haven't really talked about mm-hmm. with you being ready for love is that you are a protector. Mm-hmm. You're naturally a protector. You want to take on the weight. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah. you said you've been in three other serious relationships. Mm-hmm. Why do you think those three relationships didn't work? Well, I know why. The first one, I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> she just said, get in a relationship with me. And I was like, okay, you know. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, the other ones, I let my career get in the way of that. You know, like when I was doing oil and gas, I was gone. You know, um, two weeks on, one week back. But so it was, it was more like two weeks and like five days, the first two days of traveling, right? And I figured if I'm taking care of everything 100% financially, we'll be good. And you and I both know that now at the mm-hmm. time... I was like, oh, okay, well, we good. I wasn't there emotionally for her because I was gone working trying to provide for her, you know. So that's where that disconnect was at, you know. So I was like, okay, Lord, well, in that case, I got to get in a situation comfortable financially so I don't have to do that. And that was one of the reasons why I left the oil and gas business. One, that, and my daughter told me quit, and I came, and I started <laughs> doing new construction, Yeah, you know. So, um that's where I was like, okay, well, I'm where I need to be financially, consistently, so I'm ready to take on the responsibility of being a husband. Well, you said you're ready financially, but what did and, you, mm-hmm. emotionally? You because yes. you said that was a big part. That was that was a big. Are part. Are you ready emotionally? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I will say that because now I'm able to ask the right questions. You know, to have those right conversations. Okay, what do you need? And to verbalize what I need. Like on one of the episodes, I said, hey, I need you to talk softer to me. We're going to talk about it. You see what I'm saying? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that since you brought it up. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I think you were having lunch with Jessica. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you you told her. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if this is how that that scene was edited or what, but Mm -hmm. I think the assignment 
or the task, because Tommy gives a task yes, every week, yes, was does. to go in and discuss some things that may be red flags or that may, mm-hmm. you may cause you concern. Mm-hmm. So I was under the assumption she was going to come in and say, Chris, I'm concerned about this. But before she ever got to say anything, you was mm-hmm. like, listen, I'm concerned with how you talk to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, you're strong. You're, you're a leader in your business. You are killing it. But mm-hmm. when you talk to me, I just want to see that softer side. Bingo. Now, my question to you is, do you think they're painting a narrative of you because of your nationality? Mm-hmm. Like uh, Nigerians or Africans are very controlling and want yes. submissive ri- yes. wives. So do you yes. think they're playing up to that narrative? Yeah. And, and, and who pointed out was I think it was Kat Lee and Aries uh, pointed out. They was like they wanted this this dictator's. African and they picked the wrong African. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, picked, that's not your energy. Yes. They picked the wrong yeah. African. Now I'm firm on what I believe in, yeah. right? But I'm gonna communicate that to you and see if it aligns. You know, because I like again, I told her I love a strong woman. You know, my mother was a strong woman. You know, but when she handled me, or when I see other amazing wives handle their husbands and vice versa, it's on a softer note. Like I can say. Um, you know, Kenya, why you didn't call me? Or I can be like, Kenya, you forgot to give me a call. Those are the same thing, but the tones are different. Mm-hmm. If someone is loud, you can't hear them, but if they softer, softer, you pay more attention to what they're saying. You know, so go ahead. So has that been your experience with past relationships, or was that just your experience with Jessica? Like, how did you get to the point to where you're like, because the reason why I asked that is because they had one of your ex. Mm-hmm. girlfriends or someone you mm-hmm. dated in the past on there. Mm-hmm. And she said, I was at Chris's. Really what she said, said. I was at Chris Beck and call. That's I was sir, said. I was, I was <laughs> sir. Whatever he said he needed, that's mm-hmm. what I had to do. Let's, let's talk about that too. So was that, was that the dynamic of the relationship or did they edit it and cut something out? What was said it, after that? It was a lot of editing, but let me tell you this though. By her saying, she said that I guess I wasn't there for her or something with other nature. The first time she ever said that to me was on national television at that date. So why didn't you say that while we was in a relationship? Mm. So how am I supposed to know if you don't communicate that? So therefore, it made me, I'm like, that's why communication is so important and so vital and communicating the proper way is so important. You know, and all I did was like, well, I'm sorry. Cause that's her true feelings, and I apologize for making her feel like that. You did, you took, you, know? you took responsibility. Yeah, I'm not because I could have said, "Why you never said this?" Yeah. But I'm like, "Okay, well, that's fine." You know, I apologize for that because I never wanted someone that I love to feel that way or feel neglected. So, did you not feel that she was at your beck and call? She's a, she's a phenomenal woman. You know, she's probably treated me better than any woman I've ever dated in my entire life. Mm. You know, but find out what it is that I want. Don't assume. You know, and then life, one of the things my sister said, everyone makes a choice, right? Yeah. So you choose to be in full servitude. You choose to be in this situation. Communicate that. Be like, okay. If Now, she did say that I showed up for her whenever she needed me. Yeah. It didn't matter if it was 1 o'clock in the morning, she had a flat, or she, I was there. If she said she needed some attention, I would get up out of my bed, drive where she was at. It didn't matter, you know. So that part was left out. You know, mm-hmm. that part. And I wish they would show her an Aries conversation because she loved Aries and Lee. She had a date with Lee as well, too. You know, and mm-hmm. then that wasn't shown. Even Lee and I date wasn't shown until it was on YouTube. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so that's the thing. And I'm like, y'all keep putting me on dates with this woman. Like, you know, and and Kat was supposed to be there, not Jessica. Mm-hmm. You know? 
So, do you want us to miss them? Or what is it? Because that's the narrative yes. that they're that, that's the narrative yes. that they're they're trying to carry mm-hmm. out. That you want this submissive servitude mm-hmm. kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Is that the, what you the, desire? So when I say I, I I need a submissive woman, but I have to be a man worthy of her submission. Let's you talk know, about it. That's the key. So it's like you take off the first sentence, but you don't say the, the rest of the paragraph, right? So that's the key. And I feel that a man has to cater to his wife as well. Yeah. It's a hand-in-hand situation. Yeah. If it if it if you come home for the next month straight and you want me to rub your feet when you get home, I'm gonna rub your feet. That's just what it is. You know, like now you're an extension of me and vice versa. So I can tell you, well, babe, this is what I need. And then let's talk about the servitude and all of that aspect. In Africa, we have, we have, I would say, servants. We have a gatekeeper. We have someone that tends to the house. If my wife doesn't want to do something, we're going to hire somebody to get that done. That's pretty much what it said. There's it, no if and buts about it in that regard. My wife does not have to do anything that she does not want to do. That's my queen. So that's where they're getting it mixed up. Like, it's not a dictatorship because why would you want to force someone to be with you? That's not love. Love is not force. So I hear what you're saying, and mm-hmm. I think maybe just the different nationalities, maybe mm-hmm. the different cultures have this understanding of mm-hmm. this word submissive wrong. Yes, I agree. They're, we're not in alignment. Mm-hmm. Because what I hear you say is, hey, I'm going to treat you like a queen. I just want you to love and respect me the same way. Bingo. I'm not That's asking it. you to do anything that mm-hmm. I wouldn't do for you. That's it. You know? Because the picture that they're painting is like, hey, I want my slippers by the yeah. door when you walk <laughs> in. I want dinner on the table. Mm-hmm. Are those things that you want or desire? I mean, because how are you? Like, I hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. but what does that look like? Like, what's an example of that? Like, your ideal woman, mm-hmm. you find somebody, if you haven't already, we're mm-hmm. not going to disclose that. What does that look like? What is a submissive woman? A submissive woman. So I, I look at it like this. Um, if if, you're, if your wife is doing everything that you desire, how can you tell her no, right? You know, like the Bible say, the man is the head of the house, the wife is the neck, right? So you guys are, are directing us anyway. So y'all already run the show. You see what I'm saying? So we might have 100 decisions. You know, you can decide 98, 99 of them, but but you know when that one decision, hey, this is what it is going to be, you're like, okay, honey. Like, she knows. So I, I'm going to pick my battles, you know, and that's where, that's where people get misunderstood when you're wanting, okay, I want someone to do this and do this. If my wife doing everything, what am, what am I not going to do for her? What can she ask of me that I won't supply? That doesn't make any sense, right? Like, people want to force but no if you if you give all of you you're going to receive all of them if y'all if y'all saying y'all going to have this union yeah. together you know yeah. what i'm saying so that's the ideology ideology that i subscribe to it's not a control thing these words have been painted negatively right. because people are using them in a negative manner you know like it is hand in hand you know like if i if if someone see me a hater would say i'm arrogant Someone that supports me would say I'm confident. You see what I'm saying? The same thing I'm exuding is a different definition to somebody else based on their intention and based on how they view me. Based on their experiences. Their experiences, yes. yes. And where they are in life. Mm -hmm. Because I'm telling you, and I'm not just saying this because I know you personally Mm -hmm. or I know who you are, like Mm -hmm. your, your true character, but the things that you're saying you're wanting is not far from what God has ordained and said. 
Yeah. Like if you say you're a believer and mm-hmm. you're going to follow the Bible, you're saying, hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to be the head. I just need you to support me and love me this That's way. It. But you're saying, hey, I'm going to support you mm-hmm. and be just as submissive to you. Yeah. I have to make myself vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So even with your conversation with Jessica about her speaking softer mm-hmm. or having a different conversation with you, mm-hmm. I took it as you want to be her safe place. Bingo. Like when you're at work, you can you can, you can have that energy. That. Yes. You can you can you have to move in that energy. Maybe mm-hmm. you have to. Maybe you're in a male dominated field and your voice has to be has heard. To be heard. Yeah. But when you come home, I'm your safe place. Mm-hmm. Do you think you made Jessica feel safe or do you think that's just her character? I don't think we got to that point. And, um, and based on what I saw on and off camera, that's her, that I would feel that's her character. Mm-hmm. She's not a bad woman. Um, I think she means well, but I think that sometimes when you're conditioned a certain way for so long, it's hard to change that. Mm-hmm. You know, So I'm probably not the guy to bring that out of her. You know, Because in real life, which... Reality is is a combination of both, right? Yeah. We gonna we gonna ghost. We gonna be like, I'm good. You know, the very first moment where I saw something, I'm good. The we, red flag. I'm done. Yes. We don't. We wouldn't even get to that point where I I have to uh, say this. And later on, you are gonna see me going out. You know. Yeah. I know y'all don't seen the clips. It is what it is. You know, because when you're in a position where you you can't even go nowhere, you like you constantly. I'm like guys, like. Give me a let's talk. Let, out, let's man. let's help people. Let's set the scene. So there's a clip. Mm-hmm. We when this episode drops, we're not sure. You've they when this episode drops, they would have already seen it. Mm-hmm. So there's a clip of you and Jessica. You all mm-hmm. are at dinner, mm-hmm. and you go off on Jessica. Yes, I did. And I was like, "Well, Chris, that, that ain't even me, Chris. <laughs> I don't know." Chris, I've never mm-hmm. seen you upset. I've never mm-hmm. seen that side of you. I'm mm-hmm. like, what did she do to make my brother mad? You know, that's <laughs> know, a, know. initially when I seen it, that's I was I like, know. what did she do to make my brother mad? Because mm-hmm. I've never seen that side. And I've been knowing Chris for, for what, six, six or yeah, seven six, years? Seven years, yeah. Mm-hmm. Six or seven years. And in that time, I've never seen you upset. Yeah. We've had deals. We've, you know, we've just interacted. And your energy is always, hey, we'll figure it out. Hey, yeah. it's no big deal. That's that. How how did you get to that point of, yeah. of physically just being like, "Hey, I've never I've never heard you use that language." Like, Chris, mm-hmm. what was it? Like, what made you lose control in that moment? I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you everything. You know, as much as I can. Yes, go ahead. So when you communicate with someone, and you and you say, "Okay, moving forward," and at this time we cool, ain't no if and ain't no nothing. I have nothing with nobody. I said I would only want to be in the presence of this woman, this woman, or this woman. That's what you told the producers. Yes, mm-hmm. Lee Aries Cat. At this point, because nothing else, anybody else, has any relevance in my life right now, right? Um, and then also, when you see the amount of disrespect from an individual, you know, knowingly and unknowingly, you know, throughout the case, right? So even if even if we're out on a day we hanging out, the way you treat the waiter or anybody else, it speaks volume. It speaks so much volume. Yeah, it speaks so much. So I don't want to be in the presence of this this energy, you know. They let, let somebody else deal with that, you know. So it got to the point where I just could not take it anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm I'm done. It ain't nothing else I can I can do at this point. I'm I'm just I'm just done with this situation. Yeah, you know. So 
that just uh, I mean, because she's not here to defend herself, so I don't want to go in detail. No. There's a lot of stuff, but I just that's just a blanket. The conversation is that I was I was at a boiling point, and the pressure cook. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, stop putting me in a compromising situation. The whole time you guys got me on days this one, mm-hmm. you know, and that wasn't even your and connection. that's not my connection. You and knew. The last, remember, I don't know if you saw the last episode when her friends were there and they were like, do you yeah. see wife equality? Yeah. And I had to pause because I did not want to embarrass this woman in front of her friends and national television. So I had to kind of avert and say something else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because like, I can't oh. lie. You was like, not, oh, she been talking. She been talking. Yeah, she been talking to I, y'all. I can't, I can't lie and say I see wife equalities and I don't, you know, because now your friend's going to be like, you know, heck, they even made comments like, oh, Jessica's on date. I don't know. Like, you think she's going to forever be single. I can see why they say that, you know? So as a, a woman and a black woman, I even however the situation is, I still got to protect y'all. You see what I'm saying? And 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 it's a moment in there. I don't know if they could air it. And I said, the amount of disrespect you showed me, if somebody was to come into this restaurant with an AR-15, who are you going to look at to protect you? Me. And I'm going to have to protect you, regardless of how you treat me. That's just my duty. And for you not to understand that, you know, I don't know what else. I don't. I, I can't fathom anything else because there's a difference between obligation, duty, and because you just feel like it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Some things you can't shake. You know, your husband's always going to protect you, you know, and that's not going to change ever until he lose, till the last breath leave his heart, his body. He's going to always be there for you. He's going to always protect you regardless. So... That's where I say when when I talk about gender roles, and I think in this episode they were talking about it, and they still didn't play everything. They played whatever narrative mm-hmm. they, they wanted to mm-hmm. put, which is fine. You know, at this point, it don't, it don't matter. You can say whatever, you know. So that's what happened in that episode. So what do you feel about gender roles? Um, I feel that there's an order of operation. I feel that we're a partnership. I feel man is a protecting provider. I feel that... Um, that that part is the ultimate. I kind of, I, I mean, I think God is a black woman. That's just how I feel in my mind, right? Come on now. And so we ain't gonna have that deep um, conversation right now. <laughs> you know that that's because yeah. y'all bear so much. You know, as strong mm-hmm. as I am, y'all, you can endure more than me. You know, every five days out of five days. You know, um, and I feel that it's our duty. That's why they say women and children first. You know, that's why we go to war and this and that. And the equality thing. Now women going to war. I don't think women should stand in front of a bullet. I don't, I don't, I just, how I feel. Do you, you know? feel like that's because of your, your heritage, your culture from Africa? Do you feel, or do you feel like that was, was, was instilled in you from your mom? What makes you feel that way? I, I'm passionate about that because of both. And then my mom uh, also, because in my house, I'm growing up, my sister, and my mom, they didn't touch trash. Yeah. I guess beneath them, yes. you know? So yes. that was my job, <laughs> yeah. you know, to take out trash, make sure they don't, have to deal with because you, why would you let a queen? You let a, yeah, it's like a woman pumping gas or changing tire. Yes, you should know how to do these things, but that's not for you to do. You see what I'm saying? Like, and it's it's easier for me to say the things that a man have to do versus saying the things that a woman have to do because I, I'm I'm a little biased mm-hmm. in that in that aspect, and I and I acknowledge that it is what it is for me. Um, do you feel that there's double standards? Do you feel like? Oh yes. Yeah. Nowadays, women mm-hmm. want you to be the provider and they want you to be the protector. Mm-hmm. But when you start talking about these gender roles, like, 
hey, I do want you to be softer. I do want you mm-hmm. to be submissive. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden we're like, no, no we're, equal. We're, not, we're equal. We're equal. Yeah. yeah so do because <laughs> I feel like you have a lot of traditional thoughts. Yes. You're very traditional in your thought about love, your thought mm-hmm. about relationships, your thought about marriage and where the man should be. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that has caused you conflict or not be being able to find a relationship, be in a serious relationship or be in marriage? No, I don't have a problem finding a relationship. It's fine. What'd you say? It's, What'd you say, Chris? You say you yeah. hot? You in these streets? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm spicy. I'm but, hot right now. Okay, come you on, know, Chris. Uh, Talk I, your stuff. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's a matter of finding the right relationship mm. because now there's so many people in a lustful manner. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, And I think that it's, people are is, is, is having trouble getting past the first level, mm-hmm. the, physical the physical level. They're the physical. having, oh, they're struggling with it right now. Yeah. You know, because everybody fine. Everybody look good, right? You know, no, I and say um, that, but okay. majority of the people, you know, and then I've had so many women because I didn't pursue them or because I didn't, I didn't go towards their past. Now it's something wrong with me or is this, is this or that? Yeah. Different narrative. They try right? to put another label yeah, on you because you're, you're not you know, showing up. And I'm like, nah, yeah. you know, because a man knows it, it doesn't take long. And, and then too, like, I don't have to engage with you sexually. You know what I'm saying? It's my choice now. You know, before when we was younger, guys we were just doing it. Yeah. Moving, you know, whatever. And uh, but now I'm like, nah, let's build our friendship, let's build our relationship. You know, it's like at my birthday, you know, it was like twenty women, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. All my friends are beautiful. The guys are fly. And one guy asked me, you know, another guy that wasn't there was like, Man, who are you uh being physical with? I said, None of them. You know, because they don't fathom that. Mm-hmm. Like you can have a genuinely nice relationship with someone and without it, it going in 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 the, the X rated mode. Yeah. Is that because you value yourself now, or where is the value? Where is the self discipline and the self control? It, it's it's me. It's me. I value myself more. I I've, I've been in a situation where I had stalkers before. Um, now you didn't tell me that, Chris. Don't make me yeah. go get my stuff now. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. One, the house that we closed that I was living in. You know, I yeah. had police involved. You know. And so I understand, mm. and my sister would tell me this too. I understand the power that I possess, right? Mm. And and I know, and I can tap into it, which we all can. We just sometimes people don't know how to. They don't know how to unlock that. You know, uh, they're still kind of stuck in the matrix, yes. in, in a sense, right? Yes. So I know how I make a woman feel in all aspects, right? So I have to govern that power. I have to know when to apply that power instead of me applying that power physically. Let me apply that power mentally to help this woman grow. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's where a lot of people, a lot of men, misuse their God-given gift, right? And um, and then I'm like, heck, I when I growing up, I was ugly for a long time. I just got fine. Come on, you Chris, know, going let to him college, know. So yeah, and, and I like it here. You was ugly for a long time, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How long you been fine, Chris? Uh, since 2000. Not that you know uh, the year. That was a joke. 2003. 2003. Really? That's when you got fine. Yeah. Not until 2003. 2003 is when things. And you like it here. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. You know because. What happens is that opens the first gate, and then when people realize, okay, he's very intellectual, mm-hmm. and we can talk about other stuff, yeah. it's a game changer. Yeah, you know, because uh, beauty sells, handsome, handsomeness sells. Those are things that are, you know. But what's more powerful? And you think about someone, the physical aspect is only probably about ten percent or less than that, actually, right? Mm. And then the mental part is so much greater than that physical makeup, right? You know, I remember. That's what says something about my aesthetics or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. You know, and once you tap into someone's soul and their mindset, 
that's that's where it's at. I completely agree because yeah. I know you've seen you've seen couples. Everybody's seen people mm-hmm. like why, why are they? she with yep. and why and why you know you can't figure it out. You but it's yeah. that mental. It's how you mm-hmm. make them feel. And mm-hmm. I can see how you could have a stalker because you are so aesthetically you're pleasing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But with what you give them once they get into a relationship with you is probably not what they've experienced yeah, before. Not, haven't because it's very traditional. Yeah. It's very protective. It's mm-hmm. very let me be the man and be mm-hmm. the protector. And so if they haven't seen that or been with that, mm-hmm. that's probably unfamiliar. Yeah, it's foreign. It's foreign to them. So since we're speaking on physical appearance, a physical mm-hmm. appearance is important. Let's mm-hmm. just be honest. Yeah, it's very, very important. Mm-hmm. Aesthetically, what are you looking for or I was ready to jump on. I'm like, okay, so um, I love curves. You know, I got to have a curvy woman, whether she's slim or bigger, um, because I got to look at my woman and be like, man, you know, like, come here real quick. You ain't got to go to work today, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you really ain't got to work at all. But I can, I, I feel I need someone that that gives off that aura, that smile, that happy energy, you know, that knows how to put her clothes on right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so fashion is important. To have a sense of fashion or learn how to learn it from somebody. So those things are important to me. You know, I like legs. You know, I would say I'm more of a leg man um, than anything. Um, so physically, yeah, I just, I mean, I just got to have some curves. Would you date outside of mm-hmm. your race? I've dated outside my race before. Really? Yeah, I have. Do you mind sharing what what? Um, I've dated, dated a Hispanic. Um, I've dated an Asian mm-hmm. as well. Um, not, I haven't dated a white 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 woman. Would you date a white um, woman? I don't I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. I could see you dating an Asian yeah. or a Hispanic because it it was even on the radio a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago that they are more submissive. Yes. They were yes. raised to be wives versus yes. black women. Yeah, I, I think I prefer a minority. You know, if it's a white woman, you have to be really phenomenal in a sense. Um, because I've talked to I've talked to certain people in college and in the dynamics of it, I'm like... They don't I'm understand. Like, no. I'm they like, don't understand your I'm struggle. Like, man, we, she gonna hug and kiss me and go across the street and, <laughs> and be at Mr. Johnny House. Like, I just... <laughs> hey, it just wasn't gonna it, work. It, was, it wasn't gonna work for me. Um, I'm not saying that I never would, you know what I'm saying? So I don't want to discount um, any any race at all. Yeah. Um, I just prefer minorities in a sense. You know, I would say that um, people of culture or, or, or whatnot... You know, so that that's just more of my preference. Yeah. Now on the show, they brought up that uh, it was a clip where you said they were just bringing me women to marry. Oh, they was yeah. like they were sending me. <laughs> yeah. it was, your aunt was sending you a oh, picture. Oh man, yeah. Tell us about that. How was that? Yeah. So so in our, in our culture, arranged marriages are very very important. You know, that's what people do a lot. Mm-hmm. My my parents was arranged. Thank God. You know, I'm here. My oldest brother marriage it was arranged as well too. So I even had an arranged marriage. Um, and I backed out. That person is married now. You know, beautiful woman. You know, I had like a kid picture where we were sitting on the couch holding hands. You know, <laughs> um, but for me, I wanted to choose my own. And arranged marriages does work. It yeah. worked out great. Probably ninety some percent. You know, um, I don't like the part where the where if it's a situation where the man might be abusive or whatever, and, they, and the woman's stuck there, that's horrible. But other than that, it works out great. You know, I remember my mom would say, "Christopher, take a wife. Love will come later." You know. Mm. And I'm, what I'm would like, she say? She was like, Christopher, go ahead and, and take a wife. Why? Lil Wayne, that's an Igbo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to make it a Lil Wayne, you know. And <laughs> it said, love will come later. And I was like, mommy, I want love now. 
<laughs> I want love now, mommy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So, um, and I've always subscribed to that because it's important to me. And but you got to understand the power in arranged marriages, right? So let's say, okay, me and Buck, you know, Zilla. So he's my best friend. So he, Shiloh, his son, my my daughter Carmen. I know him, and I know where he come from. So in our culture, Shiloh and Carmen will be married. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because that's my best friend. And I know that his son, which comes from him, is going to take care of my daughter. So now you merge the families together. And then even wars were were, were dissolved because of marriages. Mm-hmm. You know, because if I if I want to take take over Pleasant Grove and and this person, and I'm in Arlington, and Pleasant Grove want to take over Arlington, you know, yeah, we can go to f- fight, but how about let's marry our kids now we both have both kingdoms. You see what I'm yeah. saying? So it's very tactful. And then you got to also find out what does that person's family bring to the table? You know, are they going to be able to provide? Because when I, if I'm marrying somebody, I got to take care of their family as well. You know, if, if, if their parents need something, I'm going to provide that as the husband. So you got to think about that. You know, will, will this person be able to help us as well? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it works. And it's, and it's really, a, it takes a village holistically. You know, to help you find that, uh, mm-hmm. right? That yeah, your so mate. They were sending me stuff in WhatsApp pictures. <laughs> I remember it was twins one time. Like I was telling Jessica and thing, and they're like, "Which one? This one is a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, this one is a is an engineer. This one's a lawyer." Christopher, take one, please. Hurry. <laughs> so, <laughs> Would you like? No, I yeah. won't. Love. What made yeah. you go against <clears throat> your customs? I mean, I heard you say you told your mom, "No, I won't love now." I won't what? Love now. What made you go against everything that you had seen? You say your older brother had an arranged mm-hmm. marriage. You know, this is your custom. You know the power in arranged mm-hmm. marriages. I think if they if they would have brung the right one, maybe, um, or or one I felt was right one, possibly because. Some of the people that I felt that was very beautiful was part of my tribe. And so you can't mm. marry within your tribe, you know, we're not bloody. Yeah. And I'm like, no, she doesn't look better than Evelyn. She doesn't look better than this person. So it was all aesthetically that you At were... At the time, and then also, they were kind of boring. Like, the conversation was dry. Now, because I'm, I'm like, and all Africans call each other cousins. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> so I'm like, these other women that I'm attracted to, we have fun. We do all this stuff. We play chase. We do that, like... Yeah that's what I like. I wanted that friend and I didn't want someone that was prepped to be my wife. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what they prepped them to, to, to take a husband, you know? And, and it's like in our culture as a woman, if you're like in your thirties and you're not married, it's almost disgraceful or dishonorable to your family in a sense. Mm. Right. So these women are trying to get married, you know, and we all know that women, you guys outnumber us. So it's going to be some people that's just up Creek, you know, yeah. paddling up one paddle. So, mm-hmm. Is it your custom to have more than one wife? Yes. I don't subscribe to that. My okay, grandfather, I was going to ask you about My grandfather that. had two wives. Okay. So uh, my dad had one. My mom had one going for that. So <laughs> and, and then with that, you have to be able to provide for, for two wives. And their if, family. And their family. Right? See? Right? Yeah. yeah. So if you can't do that, they won't allow you to have two wives. Mm. You know, some might have three wives. You know, like, um, and that's just what it is because you were able to provide for them so for me i don't think i can i can have to i don't want that i don't i don't want that so we've talked about finances and Mm -hmm. that seems to be something that's really important to you but Mm -hmm. it's also important to your culture your nationality i mean it's almost a statement if you have more than two wives that means Mm -hmm. oh you can afford you you can afford that's a statement meat in your plate you you rich yeah so (laughs) so 
you know, let's just be transparent. You are, you're good. Mm-hmm. You're good financially. Yes. Would you date a woman whose finances are, okay, let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. Does the woman that you date or consider to marry or be in a serious relationship, mm-hmm. does she have to have her finances at a certain level? She don't have to have a job. So you would date a woman with no job? Mm-hmm. As long as she's has a, 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 she's passionate about something. So that was my my biggest thing. I have to have a woman that's ambitious in something and have a life outside of me. So, and for example, hmm. let's say my woman wanted to do something, whatever the case may be, I can furnish that that project and that's solely yours because I never want a woman to be with me because of finances because a lot of men use that as a control substance, right? Because I have the money, you're going to do what I'm going to say, what I what I say. And a lot of women fall victim to that because this guy have all this money. Mm-hmm. If someone truly loves you, they're going to create a way where you can have your own identity, your own finances. And then now you're choosing to be with them. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. I think that's where true love is. It's not controlling someone with your finances. But I got to have money. Okay, yeah. so so you're talking about true love and yeah. making sure she has a way to have her own mm-hmm. and because so, what if something happened to me? Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. With that being said, are you putting her on all your accounts? Are no. Because you I got, didn't even I let got, me, wait, oh. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you didn't even let me get it oh. out. Okay, go, go, go. Now, you just said, Chris, mm-hmm. this is how soft I'm talking. Chris, now, now I'm you hearing just, you, too. <laughs> you just <laughs> said that you, what if something happened to you? Mm-hmm. Why are you not putting her on? So, y- y- y'all are one, right? Mm-hmm. That's your wife. That's your yes. queen. Yes. If, but if something happens to the king, she has to be able to continue to run the bing, the queendom, right? Bingo. Bingo. So where I, what, she would not be on the account that I have joint ventures with other business partners. So I would say take my half, give it to her. My account that is just me, she can be on it. She can have all okay. of it. Okay. So, so that's, that's when I said no because I thought about my business accounts, and I'm like, I don't well, that's where the money is, though. That's well, the, yeah. way, the way you said that. That lets me know that's where the money is. It, it's money everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so so my thing is, like, for that, I'll be like, hey, go ahead. I'm going to cash it out and, and 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 give her half of this account. and then. But she's already going to have her own thing established. She's going to be trusted, all that. So go ahead. So can she be part of your business ventures? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can she not be added to those accounts? Did I have my business part? Some accounts you can't put more than two people. So I guess we I guess we're going down a rabbit hole. Okay. She she can. Whatever okay. um is feasible, I'm okay with that. Because if my business partner says no, then I can't bring somebody in there, you know? I just want to make sure that you're saying I just want to make sure I that mean what's mine is hers and vice that's, versa. That's all I want to make sure. Oh, okay, I wanna okay, make sure okay. you're not holding back. Oh no. <laughs> I, I wanna make sure that you're being complete and mm-hmm. like, hey, it's it's it's, it's us. ours, yeah. We're one. Mm-hmm. It's us. So okay, as long yes. as you're not keeping those stash. Oh no, nah, no. Nah. Keeping her name. Yeah, no, nah, I I can't do that. Cause then what I'm going with the stash like what I'm gonna do with it. Yeah. I ain't yeah. nothing like that. Make sure you good and my kids good. Oh, so we we talked about, you know, how important your customs are and some of the mm-hmm. traditions that you have in your culture. Mm-hmm. What are you instilling in your daughter about love and about mm. her culture and who she is and her lineage and who her grandfather and great grandfather is? What are mm-hmm. you instilling in your daughter? Yeah, so it's so funny because I had to go to my daughter's school because uh, she got into an uh, altercation. So Did she win? Yeah, my niece need my niece need me. Oh, okay, then she come got, on, ten ten. <laughs> yes, she got major hands. Yes. You know, um, 
I I teach her who she is. Like when I went up to the school in front of all the kids and I and I told her, I said, You're different. I said, You're not like all these other kids here. I said, You have royal blood. You need to order yourself your steps accordingly. Mm-hmm. Like I'm 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 not gonna play with you. I said, and it was so crazy because my daughter always seen me nice and then like she tried to act up in front of her mom because she's never like See me up, and she's like, when she saw how I got in front of her mom, her mom was nervous, yeah, yeah. you know, because, yeah. and I always try to teach her independence because now society and social media and all the other stuff, our kids are, are running wild. Yeah. You know, they're getting exposed to adult stuff right now. Yeah. So then I'm I'm instilling to her her respect because I don't want no little boy run her raggedy, you know, because she don't respect herself, you know. So that's why, that's why I instill into her respect. You be your own thinker. You be the leader. I said, do not be a bully. We don't we don't subscribe to mean girls. You 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 just you defend yourself all the time. Nobody's gonna punk nobody in my family, mm-hmm. you know. And if they daddy have a problem, you call your daddy. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to do. So um, I teach her the importance of creating your own path, you know. And I talk to her about that. And I bring her to work with me. I teach her how to negotiate. I teach her like ask her serious questions. Hey, I have this buyer. What do you think? You know, so I challenge her to think, to think, and then find a resolution because everything, and it's the math and property, everything has a formula. You know, everything has an equation. You can solve it, and sometimes you might need to reverse engineer it. So I, I give her tasks, and I'm like, okay, baby, figure this out. And then I ask her questions along the way. Um, and she's, she's brilliant. She's very creative, you know. And that that's just the, what I, I want to instill in her. So the things that I've heard you say, that mm-hmm. you want that you're instilling in your daughter, you are creating a strong woman. Mm-hmm. Yes. What are you telling her about that softer side mm-hmm. and about her feminine energy? Since that is one of your big things. It is. So, so, so I tell my daughter. She was like, "Well, Dad, I, I, I did this." I was like, "I, but it's okay to feel." I said, "It's okay to cry. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be happy." I said, "You have to find the things that bring you joy." I said, again, that's when I talk about when I was talking about the bullying thing. And I had to go up there. And the, the bully loved her because I took the bully to lunch. You know, <laughs> and me and her started talking, yeah. find out what was going on. Yeah. And then um, then the bully started protecting my daughter. And they started being bullied. I'm like, wait a minute. This <laughs> name, I had to talk. Team. Yeah, you, yeah can't, yes. you can't team up like yeah. Power Rangers yeah. and stuff like that, you know. So, so and, but she sees how I am with my sister, um, how I am with her and Brookie, you know, loving on them and stuff like that. Um so she sees that part. It's just that I have to make her understand that the world is not a kind place. You know, still have your kind heart um, and love on your family because I teach her about family a lot. That's why I was bringing her the cousins and all of that. But I need her to be strong when I'm not around, you know. So speaking as a woman mm-hmm. who grew up with a father that instilled mm-hmm. those similar traits and attributes mm-hmm. about being strong, being a self-thinker, being able to handle yourself in every situation, mm-hmm. being able to create your path. One of my dad's big things. Now, my dad passed away when I was 11. Mm-hmm. But even as a little girl, I mm-hmm. remember him clearly. He always said, never accept money from a man because then at Ooh. that point he thinks he can control you. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> And I, you don't know how long that yes. is. as an adult <laughs> woman. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. No, because what you're not going to do is tell, you know, tell me what to do. So 
I hear all of the things that you're telling her mm-hmm. and what you're creating her to be, those values that you're instilling. Is her mom giving her that not to mm-hmm. get too far off? But yeah. is she getting that softer side that you also desire? Oh, she get that from her mom. From her, her mom. Her mom's a softie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she getting all the soft, sometimes too soft. Okay. You know, So like, that balance is oh, there. Yeah. That balance. And, and that's why I feel okay pushing her the way I push her because I know how her mom is. Yeah. You know, she runs her mom. Yeah. You know, and uh, and she know I'm I'm the person that's going to um, shut tighten it down, out. tighten it up and everything. That's good. Yeah, so it, it's... Yeah, it's good. a balance. So, <laughs> and I spoil a rotten, so ain't no man going to What they going to do? Before I let you go, uh, is there anything that you want to clear up about how the show um, showed you, how you mm-hmm. came across on the show? Is there anything that you want to be like, that's not necessarily who I am? Is there anything mm-hmm. that you want to clear up? You know what? You do a great job, and all the questions you asked were the things that um, – that I even thought about, you know, and as far as the show clearing up, I I just I'm just so confident in myself and my friends yeah. and the people that matters most to me. You know, I was in Atlanta uh, not too long ago, and it was somebody that was angry at me. I remember this person on the internet because they comment so much. They're like, "Chris, you're really a nice person." So she saw me in person and she fell in love with me. So Do I you think, see my face shining? I'm like, Shit. I know, yeah, yeah yes. you okay. know. And so my thing is like, for anybody that think anything negatively about me. Meet me in person. Let's talk about it. Yeah, that's that's really it. Because I can't, I can't control how people perceive the editing or whatever. Um, I think for all the cast members, things have been edited, but there are some truth to how some of the things as well too. And I feel situations like this that thank you for allowing me in your platform. These podcasts that we can talk about and people really understand who we really are, who we really are as a person, yeah. versus the the character that the producers want to portray and our production team was amazing so it must it was like the editors because mm-hmm. they're not the one editing they just record and then they send it to some people yeah. and then they chop it up how they seem fit you know it was one situation which you'll see at the reunion when they asked a certain question and the footage the way they played it they were like no nah, Kristen say that Kristen didn't lie about that even all my connections were like no that's not true like you you, you can't force a narrative and and with that people latch on to the negative narrative. That's right. Even when they find out the truth, it's like, ugh, that's true, but that negative part felt so good. It's just so good. And yeah. I want to stay there. Yeah. You know, and some stay there, even knowing the truth. So that's why things are so subjective and and people like yourself that give us an opportunity to talk is very valuable. And I appreciate you, sis, and I love yeah. you for that. I love you too. And you know <laughs> you could always come on. Would you do a reality show again? I don't know about a dating one. Um, it has to be structured a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, some has, have reached out. I'm not going to say no names. Um, and if it makes sense, I'll do it. But, you know, um, I got might have found love on this show. You know, oh, so That's what just, I was going to ask we just, you. You, you know, we you just got to see. You gotta, okay, okay. <laughs> so there is a strong possibility that you may have found love. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see, see how things pan out. Okay. You know, because um, I, I never rush anything. I feel that until you married to somebody, have a ring, you're still single. You know, that person, people are dating and conversating and whatnot. So don't be naive. Don't be a fool. And tread lightly, but be intentional about all your actions. That's good. Yeah. You know, I have, I always end the show with someone, uh, with my guest giving a queendom thought. Ooh. And a queendom, a queendom thought is like a jewel that they can add to their to their crown. Mm-hmm. So 
what is, it could be your motto, it could be a life lesson. What mm-hmm. is a queendom jewel or a queendom thought that a woman or a man can mm-hmm. take with them and apply to their life? Mm. Speaking of life, um, I'm going to share with you guys the secret of life and my definition of it. So uh, the meaning of life is freedom. And in order to obtain freedom, it's basically being able to do what you want with who you want and when you want to do it. Mm. So once you get to that space, you're totally free. And that's not a money thing. That's not a status thing. It's just when you get to that space where you're doing whatever you want to do with the people you want to do, when you want to do it, that's the meaning of life. And right now, this is my freedom because this is what I want to do, you know, with the people I want to do it with. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good, Chris. <laughs> That's really good. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with your little sister, for <laughs> squeezing me into your busy, squi- your busy schedule. I, I appreciate to. you. Thank you for being completely transparent and for always just being yourself. Thank you. You know, because some of those edits, I was like, I know my brother. Yeah. You know, you know, I know my brother mm-hmm. and I know the man that you are and you truly live what you say you are. Thank so you. thank you for that. You Continue so much, to be yeah. yourself. And I can't wait to see what the future holds. I know. I can't wait to it's see. Be a movie. Get your I can't wait to see my sister. Who's gonna be my sister? You know, who who's gonna be mm-hmm. in the family? Very, so. very soon. So I'm excited about so it. Yeah. Thank you. I want to. Th- oh wait. Do you mm-hmm. have anything? Can anybody follow you? What oh, do you have yeah, going definitely, on? Definitely. We gotta um, shout that out. Follow me on Instagram, Naja King One. Same as TikTok. Um, YouTube is Naja King as well too. Gonna be doing some things there, talking about my ideologies and my lifestyle. I'm going to be doing a lot of educational aspects, financial literacy. Um, So those are the platforms I'm on. Um, I am going to be doing some good things coming up. So stay tuned. Just just watch. I think you guys are going to love it. Okay. Now, give it to them one more time. Slow down and spell it for them. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, follow follow me on Instagram. That's Naja King, N-A-I-J-A-K-I-N-G-1. Same as TikTok, same as YouTube. Okay. So Nigel King one. Okay. Uh, Facebook is Chris Ibizum. I B E Z I M. Can you take some more friends on there, or are you at capacity? Well, I think I can. I or they know. can follow you. Yeah, they Maybe they can follow you. And uh, I'm gonna try to go kind of clean it up. I try it once in a while. Yeah. People, I don't know. Yeah. But you know, it was, a, it was a college thing when Facebook started. Yeah. We were trying to get as many followers <laughs> as possible. Now I'm like, golly. <laughs> Who is this? Yes. Who that's why this? quality is way better than quantity yeah. every single time. Yeah. Before I let you go, how are you protecting your peace? Mm. Um, that's kind of like what we talked about before in a sense is like talking to my loved ones. Okay. You know, um, if I don't want to be somewhere, I don't be there. Okay. If I don't want to talk, I don't talk. I will hang up the phone in a minute. You know, if I, if the conversation. Um, yeah, so I, I, I just, my no's are very strong now, you know, and I love my yeses. That's good. Yeah. Your no's are very strong, mm-hmm. but you love your yeses. That's yes. really good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Are you liking this celebrity? Am I liking it? Yeah. Um, I like this aspect of it. I like um when I reach when I see someone and it's in a positive light. I like that. Um, the attention part. I don't know because I've I've been getting attention before. Now it's on a higher level. Come on, say, so, talk your stuff, so Chris. Let them know you've been the man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you're not new to this. Yeah, 2003. True to this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 2003. Shoot, <laughs> I got some stories. Okay, <laughs> on another episode, we'll yeah. have you back to tell you your I, stories. I, I got it. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for tuning in to another episode of Queendom Talks. 
Don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at Queendom Talks and catch us on YouTube now. Mm -hmm. Until next week, I'll talk to you all later. This week's episode of Queendom Talks has been brought to you by the Rose Group Real Estate Team at KW Lone Star. The Rose Group specializes in first-time home buyers, family that's looking to downsize or move up. So if you're in the market to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, please give us a call, and we'll be happy to assist you. Our number is 817-523-9644.